This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hi, welcome to Health Check, a podcast series by The Straits Times. I'm senior health correspondent Joyce Teo. So have you read a review of a doctor online or have submitted a review of your doctor? Well, our topic today is online doctor reviews. Recently, the Singapore Medical Council advised doctors to refrain from participating in online search engine optimization platforms that make use of patient feedback and ratings, as these can be considered patient testimonials, which are forbidden under the SMC Ethical Code and Ethical Guidelines. So this came in a wake of a group of doctors crying foul over not having the option to pull out of Dr. Dentist, or DXD, a platform that carries health content, while they used to carry reviews and ratings of doctors. So the doctors were upset about being included without their knowledge or consent, and not having the freedom to opt out of it. DXD has since switched to an opt-in algorithm and removed all the reviews on its platform. So we're all used to, you know, food or hotel reviews by now, but not reviews of professionals like doctors or lawyers. So today we'll look at why doctor reviews are controversial. And to help shed some light on this topic is Associate Professor Jeremy Lim, the Director of Global Health at the National University of Singapore's Sosui Hawk School of Public Health. Hi, Jeremy. Welcome to Health Check. Hi, Joyce. So glad to have you here today to help us understand the pros and cons of doctor reviews. So as you mentioned in an earlier interview, reviews are helpful in that they help customers get a better understanding of what they are buying before they buy. So can you tell us more about this? Like, you know, what's the pros? Yeah. Well, well, Joyce, if we take a step back, what is important in the healthcare relationship is that it is valuable that we match doctors to the appropriate patients. And and when I talk about matching, it is not just in terms of clinical skills. Clearly, the doctor must be competent. But, but beyond that, well, there are also the dimensions of pricing and also the physician's personality, right? So the really therapeutic relationship is a very important one. And if upfront, we can best predict who are the doctors who will be most suitable for which types of patients, we can match them better. And this then is a this then is a valuable societal good because doctors or more broadly the health system it is a scarce resource so the less wastage we have in terms of sour relationships in terms of wasted time the better it is for not just the individual patient the individual doctors but for all of us and so reviews are really a means to an end and i wouldn't say it is the only mechanism but clearly, we do want to have a system that can better help patients to find and identify the right doctors for the conditions that they have and the sort of personalities and the price points that they are looking for. So to what extent can online reviews help with the matching of doctors and patients? Because this online platform DXD tried to do online reviews, but that didn't quite work out. Yes, and I think the entire episode was very uh, was just a very unfortunate one that really distracted us from the primary issue, which to me is how can society best ensure that the right patients are matched to the right doctors? And if we did do the post-mortem on the entire DXD saga, right? Uh, and I can only comment on what was publicly reported, but it certainly appeared that the that the data points DXD used were not scientifically very robust. It didn't seem to have been validated by any uh, really professional physician group. There was no endorsement of, of any uh, really respected body. 
and as I understand, there were some concerns about the reviews, whether they were uh, essentially uh, planted reviews and did they really represent the, the uh, really ground reality. So I think uh, reviews are some mechanism to understand who you are seeing as a, as a patient is important. But I think uh, DXD's uh, methodology and the approach just, just, uh, just uh, didn't work out well at all. Now, if you like what you're hearing so far, do subscribe to Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Do like us and give us a rating. Now back to our conversation with Associate Professor Jeremy Lim, the Director of Global Health at the National University of Singapore's Sosui Hock School of Public Health. Well, I thought you were saying there's some value to this kind of online doctor reviews, right? So, I mean, if that's the case, I mean, how can these reviews be done better then? If a, and if a layperson has a health condition, what is very common is that the layperson would ask someone that he or she presumes to have special knowledge, a, a, a friend or relative who is a doctor, a nurse, or some form of a healthcare professional, it's very, very common to also ask one's insurance agent. And in the old days, when many when many more of us had family physicians, uh, general practitioners who watched us grow up, under, understood us and understood our families well, and also had, uh, and also had one foot in the medical community. The GPs were the ones who helped us to, to be referred to the appropriate doctor. But unfortunately, over the last 20, 30 years, this, uh, this really primary physician, uh, patient relationship has been has been fractured, and now I think uh, many, many Singaporeans don't have a doctor that they can reasonably describe as their as their family doctor. So this navigator or this trusted guide through the complexities of the healthcare system uh, doesn't exist anymore. The reviews are one way, and given that there is no other option, uh, it's very understandable that Singaporeans uh, who don't have connections to doctors or nurses or anyone in the health sector turn to these uh, really reviews. Right? But it's almost like the like the wild days of the of the early internet, where it was very difficult to know whether what you were reading was indeed accurate and. And in this era of what the WHO describes as an, as an infodemic, there is a desperate need for essentially credible sources of, it, of information, not just for health in information, but where to go if you are a patient with a particular disease. So personally, I am in favor of some form of review, and I do wish that it would be undertaken by the medical community at large, potentially with the support of the government. It is simply not helpful to say that all these existing review sites are not good, uh, they are not done properly without offering an alternative uh, really option to meet this, this to meet this societal need, which is about matching patients to the right doctors. Right. So how should it be done? Then you mentioned the doctors should do it. So they will get their own patients to review them. Wouldn't mm -hmm. that goes against the the code actually? If we look at this um, patient intelligence company as how doc doc a the startup describes itself, it looks at it across three dimensions. The first is the clinical quality or the outcomes. 
like uh, how how many operations or how many procedures has has a particular doctor done? What is the success rates? What are the complication rates? Uh, then the then the second dimension that uh, really doctor reports that it looks at is is in terms of pricing, right? And in this era of you see economic difficulty. I think we are all very price sensitive. I think to the last person, we certainly want to have value. We don't mind paying more, but we want to know that if we are paying more, we are getting more value, right? And then the third dimension that Doctor describes is is loosely termed under the word experience. And here, I would understand it to be more about uh, did did the doctor. Uh, show care and concern was the doctor patient uh, did the doctor uh, uh, work with the patient to help the patient to understand the diagnosis the implications what are the treatment options and so as we look across these do- these domains of outcomes price and experience um, these are things that are important to individual patients i think it will be very difficult for anyone to comment on the experience portions and here I do suspect word of mouth continues to be important as well as uh, web-based reviews whether they are organized under a uh, company or whether it's just a loose review. Uh, on the pricing, the Ministry of Health has done a lot of work in putting out uh, fee benchmarks so that patients can look at their own projected bill bill sizes go and go to the Ministry of Health website and and just have a sense of whether they are in the right ballpark. And the challenge then becomes that that of outcomes. And here it is extremely difficult for any patient to know whether the doctor that he or she is seeing has done this procedure many, many times before, is an experienced doctor in this particular procedure. And quite unfortunately, um, uh, healthcare is getting more and more specialized and super specialized. So going to an orthopedic surgeon may not be uh, useful enough if one is looking for a spinal surgery because even within orthopedics, uh, and I'll just take on of orthopedics as an example, uh, doctors specialize into different areas, into adult reconstruction, pediatrics, uh, spinal surgery, and so on and so forth. So depending on the complexity of the patient's condition, the patient may benefit from having a subspecialist to look after the patient. And unfortunately, it's on this outcomes piece that data is very, very hard to find. But it's also in this outcomes piece that perhaps as the medical community, we're in the best position to almost police ourselves. And make sure that patients are, uh, they, that patients have reasonable signposts to direct them to the right doctors. Thanks for your insights today, Jeremy. Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. Thanks, Joyce. Well, that's a wrap for Health Check. We hope you liked this episode on online doctor reviews with Associate Professor Jeremy Lim, the Director of Global Health at the National University of Singapore's Sosui Hock School of Public Health. Thank you for listening. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.